Welcome everybody to the Magic Beans Podcast. I'm your host and my name is Shorty and we are back again for episode number 24. I'm joined tonight by just a couple of beans and we have plenty to talk to you about tonight, mostly about the new set Ikoria. So we're going to get right into that pretty soon. But uh, along here with me to give you all the really useful information with zero tangents, I have Chewy. How are you going, Chewy? Is it Ikoria or Ikoria? I have it- absolutely no idea. Or was that my first tangent? <laughs> we also have Cracker. How are you going, Cracker? Uh, great, man. I'm great. <laughs> Ready to go. You're going to help to keep us on track tonight and keep Chewy under control? I'm my best. <laughs> All right. So, as I mentioned, we have a lot to talk about tonight. This, uh, this new set's coming up very quickly. But before we get into that, we thought we'd give you a bit of a rundown on a few things we've been up to lately. So, Chewy, you and I, we... Uh, we played some magic last week for for actual real prizes. You want to give us a bit of a rundown of that? Yeah, uh, it was my first F and M for like a couple of years. Like getting to F and M's been uh, difficult, having you know family and being you know tired after working a week old. on a Friday night. So say again, sorry. Being old. Old, yeah. Being yeah. Sorry, I had had to turn up my ear hearing aid to hear that. <laughs> yeah, oh. but uh, with. <laughs> With the circumstances that we find ourselves in, in the current environment, the Magic community's done more and more work to bring tournaments online. It's kind of exploded. Like, we've been doing our leagues and uh, the things that Channel Fireball are doing with the Grand Prix. uh, But one of the really exciting things, the things that I think is really cool, is the local game stores have been using Discord to host FNM and our local, well, kind of local, uh, our regular store, I guess. Crack- I think we both local. got crackers local. Yeah, he kind yes, of lives mate, in between us, so yeah, it makes sense. Um, yeah, ran FNM and uh, yeah, you and I joined. I think there was ten players all up, so smallish yeah. numbers, but it was their first. Well, that's, that's not bad for an FNM, I reckon. Well, I don't know what numbers they get to a normal FNM, so yeah, ten ten's good and. Um, yeah, you and I battled it out. Uh, four rounds we played, and yeah, it was really fun. I I enjoyed the uh, enjoyed the experience. I enjoyed chatting with my opponents. Uh, had some really sweet games. I went three uh, one. I lost to the uh, the Croxer deck that four uh, owed the event. But uh, I had also some really lost sweet to that deck. Game. Yeah, yeah. What well, seems really good. Run into it on ladder a few times, and it's one of those decks that's either it is unbeatable or does nothing. Uh, I think it'd be a really frustrating deck to play. I don't know. I haven't dipped my toe in that <laughs> thing yet. But I don't know, man. I saw him cast Croxer against you three times in one uh, one turn, so <laughs> I don't think that was very frustrating. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the games where it kind of can't lose. But the, uh, yeah, and when they claim the firstborn on your uh, Uru, <laughs> that's also a beating. So, <laughs> but yeah, it was a really, really fun event. So shout out to Next Level Games at Ringwood. Andy, uh, as usual, did a really good job. Yeah, got a um, got a promo pack for going three one, and um, had a, a board game on hold there anyway. So they were open for retail for sort of an hour a day. So my wife went in, grabbed a copy of Azul uh, and the booster, and um, yeah, got a Shadow Spear and a Nissa. So nice. uh, I might send that to you, Shorty, because Nissa was such a fun experience for you in our last <laughs> game. So. Oh, the, the, the daggers, <laughs> the, the spears, yeah. the spears being For anybody wanting to know what I'm talking about, jump onto our YouTube channel, uh, both mine and Shorty's match. Uh, no, I think Shorty just uploaded 
worth watching. And uh, yeah, the last turn was uh, was pretty sweet. Yeah, you can find Chewy's perspective of the FNM on our Twitch channel. You can go back and check our videos on there. And he'll have his uh, perspective, which he streamed for the night, which was good. I know a few people jumped in and out, and I jumped in and out there on, on the night as well. But I recorded my matches and then, uh, yeah, uploaded them to YouTube about a week later after I got my internet sorted. And, uh, yeah, uh, round four was, yeah, me against Chewy. Yeah, in, it ended in some, in a spectacular fashion. We'll just we'll leave it leave it at that. So you have to go and watch go the and watch video. It. To, yeah, go and watch it. See, see and um, and if you go back and watch it on Twitch, give us a follow. Yes, please do. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. So I think uh, a lot of stores are now currently running their F and M's. And I know we'd previously talked about running our own F and M style events, but we sort of had a bit of a chat about it as a podcast and decided we'd prefer to support the LGSs that are struggling at the moment. So if your local game store is running these sorts of events, I, I definitely recommend helping them out and showing a little bit of support and getting involved in those events. They're, yeah, they're good fun. They're, they're pretty quick and easy. And yeah, you play, playing them on arena from the comfort of your own home in your, in your pajamas with a cup of tea as, as I certainly was. And uh, yeah, it's just a way to show a little bit of support, stay involved in your community and uh, yeah, play a bit of magic that actually means something for a change. So Look up your local game store, get in contact with them and see if they're running them and uh, get on board with that. So, I, I object to that because we've been playing Magic that means something as well. <laughs> we have. Well, good, good job there with the Segway Cracker. Uh, just, just stop pointing them out, man. <laughs> no, no, you've got, you've got to point them out every time. <laughs> None of this smooth transition stuff. <laughs> I tried. Well yeah, done. So, so we've had our league. We've mentioned it on the last few episodes that we've been running a league through Discord on our, our own Discord, which we would love you all to come and join. And, uh, yeah, we finished up our, the first league that we ran. So we, we basically ended up being our March league. We had the finals get played uh, earlier this week, uh, a few different matches. And, yeah, we ended up with our results. So congratulations to Hemsey, who, uh, who ended up taking it all down. Topping out J Mud in second in the finals, and, and J Mud ran the five color Niv Mizzet deck that uh, we've mentioned a few times on this podcast, and I, I think he did really well through the whole the whole league, and, and then through into the finals, and yeah, got a little bit unlucky in the uh, in the actual final game, so a bit of bad luck for him. But uh, yeah, first place Hemsey, J Mud in second, Child Rebel Walker in third, and Benny R in fourth. I've sent out most of those prizes to those guys. Did have Hemsey and Child Rebel Walker tell me just hang on to the boosters because they think that they're going to be getting some more in the next league. So that's I like, the, uh, I like the confidence there. But uh, <laughs> we'll see what just, happens. Just stack them up, man. <laughs> I'll end up hang sending on, are, out are about we dropping four from this league like we did the last no, one? No, no, we're not. Especially not with where I'm currently sitting in the league. <laughs> <laughs> Results determining how right, long yeah. we stay in contention. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, so we ended up, uh, so that, that uh, capped off our first league. I think we were all pretty happy with how that all ran. Uh, I know you guys had a lot of fun interacting with our, our fans, if, uh, <laughs> if we want to call listeners, them that. Let's, let's listeners, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> the, the long-suffering individuals that put up with our yeah, nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All the guys who just think that they can come and, you know, Spike a bunch of boosters off a bunch of scrubs, I mean, they, maybe they did. They did. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. Don't, they, they, they don't do that. Yeah, they don't actually listen. But, no, uh, uh, but shout yeah, was, out to shout out to the uh, the wooden spooner cue ball as well. Um, mm. Who yeah started playing Magic at what Christmas time? 
and yeah, may, this may have was, played a little bit in the past, but started actually playing around then. Yeah, and um, yeah, took the wooden spoon, and uh, we I know we discussed it in the last cast, and Shorty rummaged around in, in the back room and uh, found an old commander precon, I believe. So yeah, so you send that out to Q Ball, which is awesome. So yeah, well done. Yep, I'd like to say I managed to achieve my desired fifty percent win rate. <laughs> After going on quite the tear at the start, yeah, we always came off pretty hard. I don't and, even know uh, what my final one was. I didn't finish all of the I, matches. I finished six and six. I, I, I didn't get to play the last one. You finished round, with but, um, seven wins, I think, Chewy. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I think cool. I think both you and I would have made top four or would have been pretty close to, but, uh, yeah, we decided for the first league we would graciously bow out and uh, <laughs> <laughs> let some other people have the prizes, but... Not so for this second league. So we kicked off pretty much straight away into our April league. So we're, I think we're sort of planning that we will continue to run these monthly. We'll, uh, we'll start them at roughly the start of the month, run them for four weeks and then have the finals at the end of the month. And uh, yeah, April league's already underway. We've had a bunch of matches played. As, uh, as previously mentioned, I'm currently sitting on top of the ladder. I've managed to start off with a very good four and one record, which is very unlike me. Where'd that loss come from? Uh, it came from Aragoth. Uh, I can't remember it what. It came from me. <laughs> hey? Oh, it came from you? Yes. Oh, no, no, no. No. I think, I think, that, you, I think that, you're mistaken. That beautiful game where I kept four Bone Crusher Giants against oh, you. Oh, yes. That was that game. <laughs> I, I, I need to hear about this. Yeah. So, I've been playing a bit of Mono Red. Uh, just sort of gone, gone back to my old favourite. So boring. <laughs> it works well, though. But uh, yeah, I've been uh, been crushing people with that, and yeah, my my match against Cracker, he, I think I won game one, and game two yep. it was like I was beating down, and I was on. You put me to two. Yeah, you're on two, and yeah. you were dead next turn, and you untapped and had what double shock, double bone crusher yeah. or something. You no, I had yeah, I had a bone crusher on the battlefield and, and didn't block. Went to two, and then yeah, went shock shock, stomp, tack you. Yeah. From ten, so that was that was fun. Yeah. Uh, I, in, in case you can't tell, that's a bunch of red cards I just listed off. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. Means we're I talking about being not boring. Not play- well, no, no, because there were a bunch of blue cards yeah. in my deck as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, it was a little bit of spice actually. Is it flash? Yeah, is it flash? It's yeah. it's my own brew actually. You're supposed to say so, yes, it is. But yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not as good with the dad jokes and the puns and all that kind of stuff. Pretty good with the punts, but um, <laughs> yeah. I decided to, to, to mix it up and I'd, I'd been kind of during oh, the last little while, you know, like when you get sick of grinding ladder, I was just jamming some games to get gold on arena because that's what you do. And uh, yeah, I, I kind of threw together an, an is it flash list because I couldn't get mono blue to work and I was just like, well, there's a bunch of cool red cards. So I, I, I kind of grabbed possibly some suboptimal things to try them out. So there's like the mischievous chimera, which is a red and a blue for a 2-2 flying and whenever you cast a spell on your opponent's turn it scry one and deal one so you know try some things out just ra- yeah, random comple- stuff random stuff yeah something completely different and, and you know like four brazen borrow and some gadwicks and you know stuff like that as well so some actual good cards mm. but um something completely different to the uh green white auras that i was trying last time so <laughs> gotta, gotta mix it up so yeah, it was, uh it was with, good fun. with with our league uh this month uh we've actually had to split it up into two brackets. Uh, so we've got a uh, bracket A and, and bracket B. And I tell you what, it feels like 
you know, the group stage of the World Cup when Australia draws like Italy and Brazil and um, and Spain bracket B, and I feel like I'm Australia. I tell you what, the well, you, uh, you, have, you have the the whole top four from the previous league all in the bracket with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I like the fact that Shorty made the brackets, but no one knows how he reached those conclusions. He did say they were yeah, yeah, random. Yeah, yeah. He, hit, yeah, yeah I hit random shuffle in quotes on yeah, the yeah, sure on the challenge <laughs> system. And then uh-huh. I put them in the. Bra- I said, put them in brackets, and that's what it came out with. And magically, you're four one. <laughs> yeah, how's that happen? Interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's it's not quite as uh as good when you you win the boosters that you paid for. So yeah, does it doesn't have quite the same appeal. Yeah. I'll, I'll take some wins. Yeah, yeah. No, doing well, doing really well. Um, so will this league uh cut over into Ikoria? Ikoria being yeah, it will. So yeah, okay. so we'll 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 get into the Icoria um, stuff in a second, but just just to sort of wrap up on the the league. So this league will run till the end of April, and we are planning on for the finals actually doing a proper event where we uh, commentate over the uh, the final games being played. So keep an eye out for that. But if you're just hearing about this league for the first time you can get in for the next one. So we will run one again for May. So join our Discord and uh, jump in there for um, for the May League. So it's a lot of fun and you get to get to have a chat to people from all around the world. We do have one American in the league at the moment. So, uh, yeah, we it's do. Good, good fun. Did, did you mention that you were the, both the tops of the leagues where the brackets were going to play out for the finals? Uh, we didn't, know. So, the yeah, we, yeah. we have, have two, two brackets, the way it's structured at the moment, two brackets – They'll, everyone will play each other in a round robin style, and then uh, yeah, the top two from each bracket will go into the finals. So I think I'm pretty close to just being locked for the finals already. Sick brags. <laughs> Seems likely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there could be something weird happen. I mean, if Cracker wins out, then uh, I'm two and zero, yeah, two and zero, yeah. and then you know someone else gets a uh, gets another four and one. Although the the only person that has beaten me so far being you means I may be uh, pretty good on the tiebreakers. So we'll see how we go. But as Chewie mentioned, there is the new set Aquaria coming out and that will be coming out pretty soon on Arena. So it is going to make a big change for this league. And uh, I think a few of the guys have been sort of hanging off of playing their matches at the moment, just sort of waiting to see what happens so they can spend a few wild cards and bust out some new decks to try and take over the league. So, Ikoria, we we mentioned on the previous cast that we weren't really sure what was going to happen. We'd sort of heard a few rumours about uh, when it would be released and, and would it be delayed and, and things like that. And, yeah, turn, turns out it has been. So, the pre-release was actually meant to be next weekend. So, we're, we're recording this on Thursday the 9th of April and next Friday the 17th of April was meant to be the pre-release, world, worldwide pre-release, and I'm sure all of us would have been planning on going somewhere to go and play in that, but obviously with the current world situation, that's not really possible. So Wizards have actually delayed the the paper releases on this set, which is something that's never happened before, as far as I know, and it's probably not something that they've taken lightly, but they're trying to uh, to keep everyone involved in the game and, and obviously allow people to get out there and play the game so it's going to be a little bit weird this time so it, they, there are going to be sets re- uh, there are going to be paper cards released next weekend uh, that's going to happen in japan korea china taiwan and hong kong uh, i believe they're areas where the uh like coronavirus is starting to slow down and, and they may be relaxing some of their restrictions and things so people may actually be able to get out to play 
but for everybody else in the the rest of the world, so all of America and Europe and, and us here in Australia and New Zealand, uh, we're not going to get it for a whole other month. So May 15th will be the release, is, is the current scheduled pre-release. And, and even if restrictions haven't been listed, uh, lifted by then here in Australia, I, I'm pretty sure they will still go ahead and release it. I don't think they can push it out any further than that. Uh, it just may mean that, yeah, we don't actually get to participate in a pre-release, which is... A little bit of a shame. I, I know. Sad. Yeah, we've we've had plenty of fun times at pre-releases, and it'd it'd be a real shame to have to miss out on one. Not <laughs> not miss out on one just because we can't make it. Miss and out the arena pre-releases just aren't quite the same. Not no, quite. no. The 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 cracking the packs for the first time with everyone in the room is just like. It's some of the most fun because you're like, oh, what did you open? Oh, that's sick. You just don't get that. Yeah, it's that. Like, whole, it's the whole vibe of the night. Yeah, absolutely. Teeps yeah, it's fun. really cool. And like getting your promo and, you know, especially when you get like, what did you get last time, Shorty? You got the Dream Trawler uh, at, at the last pre-release. And yeah, it was, you know, that's awesome. Uh, you know, like such a bomb. I got the Angel that you can tap a white and four creatures and it's a 7-7 seven, seven flying all your other flies going indestructible. Oh, and that was the previous one. The, the, the previous one before one. that was the, the Archon. That uh, whenever you cast an enchantment, you get a two-two. Yeah, I, got, I had right. a I had a dream trawler. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, I and, do recall and, you and getting Kiara best to see God. <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that was fun. Kiara wins me the limited games. I had one of those in my cube, and oh man, does that card do work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so very, yeah, it's, very good. as Chewie mentioned, there will still be an arena release, which will still be going ahead on the same date. So all it works out, it's the sixteenth, I think. Well, it'll probably, I assume it's the Friday for us, the, the 17th of, of April. It will still be released on Arena, so you can still play in pre-release events on there, but they're not, they're not quite as much fun. You do still do the same thing. You, you get your six boosters and you crack them and build your sealed pool and play that sort of thing. So that is still happening in a week's time, and that does mean that the cards will be legal for standard, basically, as of, as of that release time. So... It's going to be interesting. There's going to be a lot of shake-up. So what's the best way then if you want to, you know, if you're looking through the spoiler and you're seeing some sweet cards and you've got these deck ideas, if you're limited, if we're limited to playing on Arena, what's the best way to, to get those cards? So to, to- there's, there's a couple of bundles that you can buy uh, where you're basically pre-ordering booster packs. And I think, Chewy, that's how you normally do it when, you're, when new sets are coming out. Yeah, it's like the 50 bucks for... Yeah. yeah. Yep. So it's like 50 US for 50 packs and a promo and a card style and, and things like that. So it kind of depends where you're at in the way that you interact with the economy. So for me, the way I've sort of interacted in the past, and I think I mentioned this when we did our arena episode, is I'll buy the $100 thing of gems where you get 20,000 gems. And then that will last me for multiple sets because I will... I will use some of those gems to buy uh, some boosters, some some packs when they come out. I think it's like 9,000 gems for for 100 boosters or something like that. So I'll do that. And then between when that set releases and the next set, I've done a bunch of drafts and I've earned more gems and whatever. So I can actually sort of string it out, string that 100 bucks out for three or four sets quite often. So that's just the way I've been interacting with it. And because I'm sort of already in that that system where I've got some gems already banked up, that's what I'm going to stick with. Whereas buying the bundles, the way that Chewy uh, tends to do it, you're buying you're buying them directly. So you're just paying your cash for 
the packs. So if you don't have a big sort of backlog of gems, then that's a pretty good way of doing it. You can just, you know, set aside, it's 50 US, which is, again, like 250 Australian or something at the moment. <laughs> it's like 80 bucks or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah and you can, well, so it's, the, what- it's 50 US plus, like... GST and then it's their tax. exchange rate and whatever else it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, your left kidney, so, your firstborn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what I what I have found myself doing and I'll definitely do is slow rolling the opening of those packs. So it's really easy on Arena just to go open them all and then see what yeah, you, you can you can hit open ten at a time. Yeah, which, uh, is, which that's how I do it. <laughs> yeah, and, and and that's that's fine. But given the when, the paper release has been delayed and we're not going to get our hands on actual boosters to open. Uh, if you're looking for that same sort of feel, this is kind of the closest you're going to get, right? Yeah. So. Chewie loves the sweat. Like, <laughs> if, if he's got a top deck that he needs to make, he'll pull that card so slow. Like, he, he doesn't he doesn't just rip it and flip it, man. He'll, he'll it's roll it. It's the drama. Absolutely. He, yeah. I'm just saying, he loves the sweat. So, yeah, that's it's, why he's, he it's good. It. You know, you've got to- It like, is. I it's can't, fun. And I can't breathe into my hand anymore, Shorty, because that's like, <laughs> that's, you know- I need a different habit now. Yeah. I need to breathe into my elbow. So, it's- <laughs> I can't wait to see that on Twitch. Cracker, you're a uh, a free-to-play player on Arena still, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's yeah. what's your tactic for trying to get your hands on Ikoria cards or Ikoria cards, however we're going to say it, uh, when they when they release? Are you just waiting- I've decided to say it differently every time I say it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, well, uh, how, so how do you treat that? Uh, so <laughs> you just got to have the right, right emphasis like, on the correct syllable. Yes, exactly. Uh, I mean, being in the position where you don't pay any cash, you're at a disadvantage. There's no way of putting it any other way, right? Um, I have wild cards that I have, you know, banked just from playing and winning, and you know, just doing drafts and that kind of stuff. There are things that you just get. So I've got a bunch of those and I try to save a few up, but then I was building this deck and I spent a few wild cards for the league. So, you know, may have been a mistake, but anyway, I usually wait till the draft becomes available for gold. So I have, I have gems now more than I've kind of had before. Cause you know, won a couple of drafts and some cube and stuff. So I'll have a look at what I can buy for the, the gems packs wise, which is usually a better way to do it. And then just draft will be will be the main goal. And then, you know, just pick and choose. You kind of, very early on, I saw some um, streamer showdown stuff when they were, um, when Arena was out. And I got all excited about uh, like a Judith deck because I thought it looked sweet and I thought it was going to be really good. I made this exact same rubbish. mistake. It, it, was, it was rubbish. So from day one, I went on Arena and I bought like Bedevils and Blood Crypts and Judiths and I threw away all these wild cards and then the deck was just no good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and you couldn't buy a win with it. And I was like, oh. So like I had, you know, I had no resources left and it was pretty frustrating. So now I tend to play it a little slower. So it's always good to, you know, find the deck that you want and maybe like this flash deck I've got. Um, there's some sweet new flash stuff that's coming out that I'm definitely just going to like, they're, they're uncommons. So I'll just grab some of those and put them in. So there's a few things like that that you can kind of upgrade. But as from building from scratch, um, takes a while, but that's okay. Yeah, so it, you kind of pick a style of deck or some colors that you you like playing and then build on that, I guess, over over time and, and find the new version of that deck. So you, you sort of only only having to spend a few wild cards along the way and 
or just sit back and, and wait and see what takes your fancy before you sort of commit to anything. Yeah, and it's good to have something that's, I mean, it's kind of boring, but like mono red, I joke about it, you know. Um, it will always be there. For the last number of years, it's been, you know, tier one to 1.5, maybe tier two at different points. But if you want to grind and just, you know, get wins, get, you know, card rewards and get Get your wild matches done stuff, quickly. Get, yeah, yeah, you just, <laughs> it's a good, it, it is an effective way to, you know, work the system without, you know, having to spend, you know, <clears throat> 12 rare wild cards on, you know, Shocklands and stuff like that. You can just go, well, I've got three new cards in this set that make Mono Red a little better. Cool. You know, let's just upgrade what I've got and go from there. And then when you, you know, you bank what you're looking for, you can start doing the flashier stuff. Yep. Cool. All right. A little bit of advice for you there for for the set release. So, yeah, don't forget next weekend. uh, I don't think they've announced it yet, but I'm assuming they'll do some sort of event where at some point you can get in and, and play with the new cards. So that's another way to see what sort of decks you're going to like. But yeah, I'm, I'm sort of in a similar boat. I'll just sit back and see what the actual pro level players are, are uh, playing and what they think's good before I start committing my wild cards to to actual cards because, yeah, they are quite hard to come by. So yeah, I'll let next, you know when I figure weekend. it out then, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, All right. So there's there's some pretty looking cards mm. uh, in this set. The, some of the arts are interesting, yeah. Uh, and there's some some variations on art. I, I think wizards. I missed the announcement, but wizards have clearly got a new department. The the meme <laughs> card <laughs> department, uh, and I I don't know how I feel about this, but yeah, the uh, there's a cycle or a number of cycles of cards that. Uh, yeah, kind of throw back to, you know, old movies or different sci-fi stuff. And, yeah, I don't know whether they're trying to ride the coattails of the Throne of Eldraine fairy tales set by appealing to a different genre or whether they're just, you know, trying to have a bit of fun with it or, or what. I'm not sure, but I don't know how I feel about it. I don't love it. I don't hate it. Uh, but, yeah, Godzilla and Mothra and baby Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Sharknado cards, yeah. It, I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, I don't. I don't think we've really spoken about Ikoria all that much. But the the full full name of the set is Lair of Behemoth. So the the whole thing of this set is it's set on a world Ikoria, and there's massive monsters everywhere, and it's basically humans fighting against the massive monsters. Uh, and somehow Wizards has come up with some sort of partnership with the owners of all the Godzilla IP and, uh, yeah, have have released a bunch of cards with, yeah, like Chewie said, Godzilla and Mothra and Space Godzilla and, and all sorts of weird things like that. So the, the, the kaiju cycle, right, they've called them? Yeah. And so they're, they're actually just um, alternate cards to normal legendaries from the set. So um, there'll be, like, the Godzilla version and then there'll be, like, Underneath the where it says Godzilla, it will actually have the name of the the real in air quotes card that is functionally the same. So text um, is like you know just a different name and different art, but the rest of it, as far as like rules and um, you know stats and all that sort of stuff, is identical to another card in the set. Yeah, so it's it's just it's like an, an alternate thing. art printing of of the the card. Yeah, it is, but with it so, with an alternate name as well, which is new. Yeah. So does that yeah. make it secret lair? Of behemoths? <laughs> anyway, no? so uh, no. they're continuing on with the same thing that they've done from the last few sets with their 
multiple different types of printing. So we have this the extended art that we've sort of seen over the last few sets, and then they have the showcase series. So in the like in Throne of Eldraine, we had the uh, storybook style cards, and then in Theros we have the constellation style, and yeah, in uh, in this set we have the comic book art style, which some of them just look amazing. I don't know how much of it you guys have seen, but yeah, some of the alternate arts just look so cool. Yeah, they're very very cool. Yeah. They've they've kind of done them on um like old school movie posters. Mm. So like um 50s style Godzilla posters and stuff is where they drew a lot of their th- inspiration from. Yep. So they're kind of like these big bold kind of yeah, really sweet. Check them out. Yep. So yeah, and then there's 19 cards that as Cracker said there they're called the Godzilla Monster Series, and they are they're, they're basically just an alternate version of a card from the set. So there'll be a card called, I don't know, Big Bug. <laughs> I'm very creative, obviously. <laughs> so the actual original version of the card is called Big Bug, but then there is a Godzilla version of that card that functions exactly the same, is the same card, effectively, just with different art. So there's 19 of them, and they range from a whole bunch of different things. And, uh, yeah, some of them look cool. Some of them are weird. I'm not a huge fan of them, but I'm sure some people are. So just another thing for collectors to buy and another thing for, for Chris to have to get. So it's uh, it's good for him, I suppose, maybe. <laughs> it's good for wizards. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's got to be tiring at some point, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they'll be released, uh, uh, assuming that they're the same as the last couple of sets where you can get them in regular boosters, but... They will also come in the special collector's boosters, which are the super expensive ones that that I'm never going to buy. So if you're into that, then buy those. Cool. What can we expect in the set? Yeah, let's let's uh, go through the actual mechanics of the set. Cracker, do you want to – you got that open there in front of you. You can take oh, us yeah. through. I think the, oh, yeah. the first, the very first mechanic is uh, is one that you're quite familiar <clears> with. <throat> It is, it is very near and dear to my heart. And can I just say, living end, tier one again, boys, here we go. <laughs> Hang on, was, was it ever tier one? I don't think you could say tier one again. I mean, tier Probably one in my moment. heart. Yeah. Tier one in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if you saw, I actually changed today my Discord profile picture to be I living did, end. I did see that, yes. <laughs> so, the, the keyword mechanic here is cycling. So, if you don't know what cycling is, it is a, um, an effect where you pay a cost. Sometimes they're free. Usually they cost one or two mana. And it says discard, discard, draw a card. There have been lots of different variants of cycling over the years where you could like swamp cycle, you go go to swamp and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But that's a really powerful effect. It seems super innocuous, but there's a lot of stuff, particularly in this set, that's been built into it. So the, the example they've got here is a card called Dranath Stinger, which is one in a red for a 2-2, and it says, whenever you cycle another card, Dranath Stinger deals one damage to each opponent. So, it's a common, it's not busted or anything, but you'll, and it has cycling one as well. So, you'll see that there are cards that are, are really good that, um, you know, have this cycling sort of tapped onto them. So, another one that I like the look of is called Neutralize, which is one blue-blue instant counter-target spell, but also has cycling two. So, if you're playing, you know, uh, uh, blue-white control, and you hold up your mana to the end of turn, and you've got two of these in hand, then you can cycle one and get a card draw. So there's there's a lot of um, really flexible applications here because it lets you hit land drops early, or if you've got a million lands later and you've got your you top deck some, you know, one one that's not very good, then you can cycle it away and, and get some extra value. So 
really happy to see that one back again. Yeah, same same applies for really expensive stuff. It's actually cycling's a really good mechanic for limited because it means love it in limited. Yeah, you, you, you'll find a lot of cards with cycling. It might be like a six mana creature, and if you get stuck with cycling of cycling for two mana, so if you're playing limited, you can play those cards, and if you draw it early and go well, I don't really actually need this. I would really prefer to just try and draw some land. Well, then you just cycle it away early on and then you draw another card and hopefully draw the land that you need. So it helps to smooth things out a fair bit, especially in limited. And then, But, you know, if you draw that card later on, well, then you can actually play it and it's a good card to have at the time. So it's almost like, a, you know, a modal card or a split card where there's there's two different things you can do with it that are good at different times of the game. Uh, depending on your circumstances. So it's always been pretty popular. I think the last time we saw it was Arm and Kett Block had uh, had some cycling in there, and then before that it was it did. pretty old school. So glad to see that one back. I know uh, there's a, quite a few people that have been pushing for cycling to actually be an evergreen mechanic and, and have, you know, that just about any card, you know, like lands have cycling and things like that, which would make it make it quite interesting. But I don't think we're quite at that point yet. So we, I, we I'm glad it's that. not. I, I, I love the mechanic, but I don't know that I want it to be evergreen. I can see that in some, like, the arguments for it, but mm, let it come and go every couple of years, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, I think so for the health of standard. Uh, if too much cycling in standard would uh, mean that everyone's effectively playing, you know, 45-card decks and things you get a lot more powerful. But that's a whole other topic. Yep. But uh, I do love I love it for the limited sets. But what else What else is in there? Uh, the There's a couple of kind of uh, big ticket, I guess, like, like cycling we've seen before, there's a couple yep. of things we've not seen before in this set, yep. right? So, keyword counters is literally what they've got here. So, <laughs> I've pulled up the um, the mechanics thing. Shorty can probably throw that in the show notes if people want to read yep. it. But basically, there are a whole bunch of both um, creatures, mutate things, we'll get to that in a second, and spells that will put counters on creatures you control. So, they are all of the keywords that you can imagine. So, as follows. Menace, First Strike, Hexproof, Lifelink, Plus One, Plus One, Reach, Flying, Trample, Vigilance, Death Touch, and another Plus One, Plus One. So there's like 10 different types of counters that you can put on your creatures. Do you think and we'll get the- them uh, similar to Amonkhet where we had the little pop-out cards yeah, actually, in the boosters? Yeah, on the, on the page they've got, uh, yes. Yeah, nice. Okay, the that punch cards. That's good. So it's going to be interesting because you can stack them, right? So there will be a different effect that puts them on your creatures. And it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I mean, given the world we're in at the moment, Arena will do a spectacular job of it. Yeah. I have no doubt. It will just appear as a, as a little thing on the card. And then when you hover over, it'll tell you all the different abilities it's got. So that'll be really nice. Physically manipulating the things. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> I saw Aaron Forsyth tweet that, you know, all of the R&D and playtesting on this set was done in paper and it worked great. Yeah. But, I mean, he is also, like, one of the head <laughs> R&D guys at Wizards, so I expect him to say things like that. Yeah, I think I think it works great as long as people remember to bring these little cards and their tokens and counters and all that sort of stuff. But how many people have you guys seen at tournaments that you sit down opposite, you're playing them, and then they cast a spell that makes some tokens, and they go, oh, oh can I borrow your dice so I can use them as tokens? Yeah, this this is time. just going to happen so- all the time with this sort of thing. And, and you can end up with a creature with a flying counter, a trample counter, a death touch counter, and you need to somehow differentiate between those three counters because there are effects in this set that remove counters. So you need to know specifically which ones have been removed. So it's 
It's going to yeah, be dice messy. aren't going to cut it anymore, boys. No, We're I did have see. To, uh, have to I saw a fairly strongly worded tweet from a prominent podcaster saying that if you rock up with these effects to a constructed event and you don't have the things, you should be awarded a game loss. <laughs> so <laughs> I saw that too. I thought that was pretty funny. I've always yeah. been pretty careful whenever we're going to an event and I build my deck, you know, once I've locked in finally at like, you know, five, five minutes to midnight. Three minutes before we get there. <laughs> <laughs> once I figure out exactly what I'm going to play, I go through my deck and go, okay, what do I need for this deck? What tokens do I need? Do I need a bunch of dice? Do I need different colored dice? Like Chewy playing <clears throat> KCI, you needed red and white and blue and green dice to, to track your different color mana and things like that. So yeah, no, you, even you go in the to end, the I event. some RK post little yeah, they were pretty um, cool actually tile things too. Yep. They're pretty sweet. But you you go um, to the event prepared for what you need for your deck, so that you're not that person that's asking for dice for for tokens and, and things like that. So it's actually part of the process for me. I, I really enjoy, you know, like I get my deck box and I put, you know, make sure all my sleeves are, you know, clean and unmarked. And then I've got a bunch of those dodgy magic beans um, sleeves that, that Chris got and my tokens all go in those. And, you know, I pack my bag the night before. I'd- oh, come on guys. This is a uh, 40 minutes in and we're tangenting so hard here. <laughs> so oh. the next key word is mutate. <laughs> I'm just cutting you off. I can't do it. Uh, I know. Sorry. Uh, so mutate is a brand new keyword. And <laughs> well, well done, Craig. No, well, well done. done. Well done. No, this it's, is uh, this is why you're here. This one I'm trying to wrap my head around because it's weird, right? So it's kind of like an aura, but it's not. So let me just read it to you really quickly. So the one they've got here is, uh, as an example, is called Cloud Piercer. So it's a uh, four and a red for a five four with reach, and then it also says. Whenever this creature mutates, you may discard a card. If you do, draw a card. Now, the other part of the rules text here says mutate three and a red. And it says, if you can't cast this card for its mutate cost, put it over or under a target non-human creature you own. That they mutate into the creature on top, plus all of the abilities from underneath it. So, to break that down, <laughs> you've got the, it's, it's weird, right? And they go into another example here. So they've got, a vanilla 2-4, and then your option here with your cloud piercer is to mutate onto your 2-4. So what you can do is either put it on top, which means that it is a 2-4 with a reach ability, and you can also then when you mutate it again, you can then discard a card and draw a card, or you can mutate it underneath the 2-4 and it becomes a 5-4. I don't know, man, this is confusing. Yeah, it's a, but other way around. It's, so it's the card that's on top that is the- Oh, that has the power yeah, and toughness? has the power and toughness okay. and, and the name gotcha. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, creature type. And the CMC. And, and the, the card that's on the underneath is effectively like an enchantment that can't be removed. So you're- Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're adding the text boxes together and the creature that's on top is the power and toughness that you're going by. It feels like a mashup of the bestow mechanic yeah. from the first Theros and the what was the one from the um, the Avison Soul Bond. No, not even not Soul Bond. The one where you you sacrifice the creature when you cast it a little bit, and then you got an effect. Oh, offering. Yeah, whatever that was called. You yeah. could play like snake offerings and stuff like that, where you could sacrifice a creature, and then it would come back later if that creature died. No, no, no. no. The one another one. Was, I, know, I know the one you're talking the about. The Eldrazi. Yeah, I can't the, remember what it the, is. 
Yeah, the. <laughs> anyway, it's irrelevant. The there's, standard, a, standard, there's a dude who tra- tapped your lands and stuff. Yeah, oh, so. you're doing it again. Yeah. Stop it. So I'm trying to understand this. Welcome to the Magic Beans mi- Tangent Podcast. Yeah. I'm your host, Chewie. So, the thing with Mutate is it's interesting, right? Because you're casting it as a creature, but it's not actually entering as a creature spell. So it's a mutation and it can only go on non-humans. So that's one of the sub-themes here we, we talk, touched on briefly is that there's a lot of human versus non-human things. Um, so there'll be cards that are like target one or both, choose one or both, and it will be humans or non-humans. But basically um, you can counter it as a creature spell but it doesn't enter the battlefield as a creature so it doesn't trigger enter the battlefield abilities it triggers mutate abilities you can do it onto tokens so it doesn't have to be non-token creatures so look there's a lot to it i'd really suggest reading the rules we were chatting about this before and there are some that are very clearly good but a lot of it is we don't know and you can keep mutating onto the same creature mm, yeah, right and you can keep and triggering and the same mutation um you can trigger you know like two or three mutate abilities from casting one more spell on it so it's strange yeah so if but it looks it looks fun it, it does it's it's kind of it's a little bit different to like playing boggles where you pile up enchantments on a creature because they all become the one permanent, effectively. So you can't you can't remove the abilities and, and things like that. So that's that's kind of interesting. The other thing to note with it is like when you cast it as a mutation, if the creature that you're trying to mutate gets killed, the creature that you're casting as a mutation still enters the battlefield as a creature, just as itself. Yeah. So Interesting. Which is super powerful because that's one of the biggest blowouts with, with enchantments. Um, auras yeah. usually in, in limited and that sort of thing where, you know, it's a great two-for-one where you kill the creature from underneath and then the other spell is countered. Well, that doesn't happen. They just yeah, get the still, still the comes in as the, the creature. So that's that's a little yeah. bit different and that's that's kind of cool. But yeah, the, the ability to stack them all up and have multiple mutations that all have triggers when it mutates and then you mutate it again and all of a sudden you've got four or five triggers and yeah, it's, it's going to be... Interesting. And like Cracker said, we have no idea how powerful that's going to be. So, There, there are some that are clearly pushed um, and we'll see play. And, you know, that's cool, right? Like, that's what we want. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yep. All right. And the last mechanic. So we're not done yet. It is called Companion. <laughs> and speaking of things that are hard to wrap your head around, here we go again. <laughs> yep. So, Lee- Hang on, I thought uh, you said Commander. It's the- uh, yeah, basically. No. Yep. So- Almost like that. Does this replace the little pet that you get on the <laughs> left-hand side in Arena? Oh, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to handle it. Anyway, Cracker, explain what it is. <laughs> yeah. So, a, a companion is a card that starts in your sideboard, but you have access to immediately. And there are constraints with it. So, the example they've got here is Karuga the Macrosage, which is a weird- <laughs> Dinosaur it's a, hippo. It's a dinosaur hippo, <laughs> is a, in fact what it is. Uh, Why wouldn't so it be? Is, Why wouldn't it be? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, yeah, it's kind of a hippo like Stegosaurus thing. Anyway, um, the the companion text on this one says your deck contains only cards with converter mana cost three or greater and land cards. Your starting deck, which is your starting, yeah, deck. which is an important part. Oh, okay. So it doesn't it mean doesn't, it doesn't include okay. your sideboard. No, interesting. Uh, and then underneath it says uh, so. The, the second part of it is. Uh, when Karuga the Macro Sage enters the battlefield, draw a card for each other permanent you control with converted mana cost three or greater. Wow, so, Living End is tier one again. <laughs> it's, it's not. <laughs> this, 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 is, this card doesn't go in Living End. No. no don't, don't put it in. Don't put it in Living End. Uh, it's, it's a five mana five four otherwise. Um, 
So, first of all, the thing that this tells you is it dies really hard to mono red because they don't play any spells until turn three. Um, no. But, <laughs> um, so, it's, it's going to be interesting, right? So, you basically have an eight card starting mm, hand. That's the big thing. So, it's, it's already caused some- this, this is the most contentious of all the other things. Like, everyone's with the, um, with the mutate thing. People are like, don't know, some of it's good, some of it's bad- but with with um, companion. companion, well, some of it's already been banned. <laughs> so let's talk about Lutri the Spell Chaser. And sadly, the Elemental Otter has been banned from Commander already because it is one uh, blue and a red or blue and a red. It says Flash 3 2 when Lutri the Spell Chaser enters the battlefield. If you cast it, copy target instant or sorcery spell you control, you may choose new targets for the copy. So, uh, yeah, it's basically a, what a dual caster mage that you just get to have sitting there ready to go. Mm. And yeah, like I said, already been banned in Commander because it's pretty nutty. Both Shorty and I saw it and we got all excited because we've got is it decks that spling spells, and then five seconds later we were a bit sad because you just can't. <laughs> so it's gonna be it. Look broadly speaking, this is a really interesting take on effectively like a Commander style feature in. Um, competitive magic formats, which we've never seen before. But the, so, what do you guys think? I guess the Vorthos sort of perspective of it is, it's it's kind of like the uh, the familiar or, or the pet, right? Of of the the planeswalker or the character in the yeah. in the story, right? So yeah, so th- exactly right. Yeah. Um, so, so there's a so whole there's a whole bunch of cool. different ones, and they all have different restrictions. Can you have multiple? Like, could I have Lutri and Lurus? Lurus. In in my sideboards, you, you can I'd have to have, you yes. can have multiples in your sideboard, but you, only one of them can be your companion, and okay. so your deck has to comply with whatever the restriction is for it to count as your companion. So you you can have any of these cards in your deck or in your sideboard, and that but they can only count as the companion if your deck meets that restriction. So the way it works when you're playing a tournament is at the start of the game, you would reveal this is my companion card. That's in my sideboard. It's taking up one of my 15 sideboard cards, which straight away is telling your opponent, okay, that's the sort of deck that they're playing. So there is a downside to it because straight away, you know, that if you're, if you've got this Karuga hippo, straight away you're telling your opponent, okay, my entire deck contains only cards with converted mana cost three or greater. So if you are playing that's mono red. That's going to inform their mulligan decisions. Yeah, exactly. And so you're, you're, stuff, you're yeah. giving away information, but. It, if it's powerful enough, then it might be worthwhile doing that. And like Cracker said, you're effectively starting the game with eight cards in your hand rather than seven, which is a massive, massive difference. So it's going to be interesting. Or it, it, particularly with the um, the Mulligan these days, right? With London Mulligan being, I mean, as powerful as it is, and like it's super powerful, and particularly when you get sort of into the older sets, um, it's going to be really strong that you don't, necessarily even go down a card if that makes sense yeah you can still start with seven even after a mulligan and you, you drop the, the worst one on the bottom one of the ones that looks particularly pushed to me is called lurus of the dream den did either of you guys have that on your list no Cards no but i did about? No. yeah I, right. I did see that guy he looks pretty sweet so lurus of the dream den is and these are uh they're all legendary creatures and they're all hybrid mana symbols so that's another thing we should mention hybrid mana is back again so, um, Lurus of the Dream Den is a colorless or generic, I should say. And then it's either a white and a black and a white and a black. So, you can play 
Um, double white, double black, or white and black for this card, with a colorless as well. Um, and this one is a legendary creature, Cat Nightmare. It's a 3-2 with lifelink, and it says, During each of your turns, you may cast one permanent with converted mana cost two or less from your graveyard. And its companion restriction, I guess you'd call yeah. it, is each permanent card in your starting deck has a converted mana cost of two or less. I'm seeing some really cool um, lists for modern with this, with Tarmogoyf, oh, yeah. Dark Confident, yeah. Croxar. Um yeah, Death Shadow. Death Shadow, yeah. So it's... Uh, the, the important thing sweet. to mention... Yeah, the, the really important thing here is to notice that it is only permanence. So it doesn't mean yeah. spells. So you can you can play like Colligan's Command and, and you know, um, whatever it is that you want. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So, no, no, not Lily. That she's a permanent. Oh, permanent. But all your right. instants and sorceries can be um, three CMC or more or whatever. So it's going to be interesting to see what this does mm. yeah i think that's the one that's going to uh sort of have an impact on older formats i think um I, although Lutri the spell chaser may have some impacts on older formats that remains to be seen but yeah uh they're they're interesting i i, I don't know how they're going to go they they may kind of just be a um a casual player's extra you know restriction breeds creativity so people might want to put together a deck with those restrictions for, to have a bit of fun or these things could be completely broken uh i mean i don't know if you guys have been on twitter recently with any any like magic people there but um everything is always broken and the sky is always falling <laughs> yeah yeah so, absolutely so it's standard so magic like, take. it's it, it really is it's like new sets this card's broken why would you ever do this you've ruined magic forever terrible wizards no not at all um it's are they just not bots there, there that some, trigger the same oh, message man. every time a new set is released? <laughs> I reckon it's just, it's just copy pasta, right? Yeah. Copy pasta. Um, there's some really powerful things in this set. They've really pushed in some really different directions again. And I'm down for it, right? Like yeah. Wizards have, have for the last, you know, since Dominaria said, we're going to push and we're shooting for really high powered sets now. And I mean, this looks like it's going to deliver. And to keep up with both Throne and Theros, it was going to have to be, right? They were going to have to push. And I like the fact that they've done it in different ways rather than just pushing stats or dropping CMCs. Yeah, it is good. So let's talk about some of the powerful cards that you've mentioned. I, I think we've, we've each got a, a couple of things that have jumped off the, the page on Mythic Spoiler <laughs> out at us. Yeah, I, th um, I think one of the first ones that I saw and straight away... Uh, we all we all agreed this was going to be a four of index pretty much right off the bat is Crystalline Giant. So Crystalline Giant is a three mana, so three generic mana for a three three. So that's fine. That goes in pretty much any deck. Uh, it is an artifact creature giant and it says at the beginning of combat on your turn, randomly choose a kind of counter, randomly choose a kind of counter at random. Yep that Crystalline Giant doesn't have on it from among Flying, First Strike, Death Touch, Hexproof, Lifelink, Menace, Reach, Trample, Vigilance, and Plus One, Plus One. Put a counter of that kind on Crystalline Giant. So right off the bat, if you cast this in your first main phase, you get the trigger straight away. You, you cast it on turn three or turn two if you've got some sort of acceleration, and straight away you get a trigger. So it's not just a, a generic 3-3 three, three with no abilities. It's a 3-3 three, three with one of those abilities for three mana. So that's any of those abilities are good. You tack any of those onto it, that 3-3, three, three, and that makes it good. I notice haste 
is an included. Yeah, I don't think they put haste down as a counter because haste is only relevant for that, no, that one turn. So yeah, okay. Uh, you'd, you'd also notice there's no infect as a as a counter, which uh, I'm quite thankful oh, of. <laughs> <laughs> so your next turn, when you can actually attack with it at the beginning of combat, hey, it gets another counter that's different to what it already had. So within a couple of turns, you're going to end up with a likely a four four with flying and hexproof or something like that that you paid three mana for so i think this card's pretty good uh, i think you yeah, guys are all in agreement of that um just, i think it's pretty great i'm glad yeah. that it's a rare and not a mythic for money wise although on arena i'd probably prefer it was a mythic because i seem to have more of those than rare wild cards yeah same but uh yeah seems pretty solid so the thing that makes this kind of even more overpowered than it potentially should be is that it's if it doesn't already have that counter on it so if you roll it and it's got a plus one plus one counter and you roll again for the next turn then you just go oh well it shouldn't it doesn't get another plus one plus one counter so i get to go again yeah right? yeah you just re-roll you just keep yeah. going it, it, so it does mean everyone like, needs to make sure they have d10s with them <laughs> so just, it, it does but it also means there's no foul rate no yeah, it's not. Which is just nuts. Yeah. <laughs> you might get things that are not relevant, like, but you might get things that are yeah, completely- Yeah, almost all of those, yeah. you're more They're than happy to have. relevant abilities. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, that's, it's good. It's really, really Yeah, good. I mean, like, if you, get, if you get flying and then you get death touch, yeah, yeah, you're happy with the flying, but flying with death touch, eh, it's not as relevant, but- But you might get tremble and death touch, yeah. huh? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> uh, more importantly, that is one of the ones that you can get as Mecha Godzilla. Mm. All right, I'm just throwing it out there. Giant Godzilla, <laughs> guns all over him. Sweet. <laughs> okay. All right, that's that's my first one. Chewy, do you want to give us one of yours? So my preview cards I want to talk about are actually a bit of a bundle, a bit of a package deal, uh, part of a cycle. A cycle that we first saw printed back in the Alara Brock. Oh, sorry, Alara Block. <laughs> I don't know why I found that very difficult to say. But yeah, so we have the the other three wedges that we were missing from the Alara block. So weren't they shards? Uh, they would have been shards because shards of Alara was uh, yeah. an actual <laughs> set uh, in that block. Yes. So yeah. that yeah. Thanks, Volthos, Joel. You're welcome. So <laughs> so ruinous ultimatum, emergent ultimatum, and eerie ultimatum complete the set. Uh, anyone who was playing back then. Uh, in the Alara block would be very familiar with Cruel Ultimatum. Five color control deck played that a lot. It was um, pretty great. Really big, splashy, powerful spells. And, you know, they're kind of adding in into each new set now kind of big, splashy commander cards. But some of them may, uh, you know, they might be, you know, $1 rares or they might be really good cards. So the Mardu Shard is Ruinous Ultimatum, and that is destroy all non-land permanents your opponents control. So not target opponent, but opponents. So, um, yeah, uh, keyworded to fit into Commander. Really powerful effect. The mana cost might be a little bit prohibitive, but uh, something that uh, I guess we'll need to see what uh, see how things shake out. Uh, Emergent Ultimatum is the Sultai one and that is double black triple green and double blue and it is search a library for up to three monocolored cards with different names and exile them 
An opponent chooses one of those cards, shuffle that card into your library, then you may cast the other cards without paying their mana costs, and then you exile Emergent Ultimatum. So it feels a little bit like a fixed tooth and nail, um, because yeah, it sort of adds in a, a bit of a uh, opponent's choice. But yeah, it's always good when you have to make your opponent choose because it, it leaves that op- opportunity for them to make the wrong choice because they, they obviously don't know what, you, what else you've got in your hand and things like that. Yeah, and just I mean, three you can- giant scary things that you've decided are going to crush them. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> yeah, monocolor so- doesn't count colorless. That's correct. So you that can't, is you correct. can't get, correct, you can't and you get, can't uh, get any hybrid and and, and yeah, yeah, you can't go and get yeah. So they've yeah worded that fairly carefully, but you can get like Thassa and Agent of Treachery and you know something else. So um, that's pretty awesome. Uh, so that's. Uh, a, a really exciting card to me. I think that that one has the most potential to see play in yeah. standard, given that there is a ramp deck that exists already in those colours. So yeah, I'm I'm keen to see how that one shakes out. And the uh, the last one is Eerie Ultimatum, which is the Abzan. So double white, triple black, and double green. And return any number of permanent cards with different names from your graveyard to the battlefield. So yeah, I think that one's the best one. It, well, you would. You would yeah. think that, yeah. Uh, but I, um, it does have potential because this is a set that has cycling. So, and a, a set that we currently have in standard has a lot of self-mill. So, I, I think that this, and, and in these colours, obviously. So, I think this has potential. There may be something there. It's a, a space that people will explore. I don't know if it's any good. But, uh, yeah, I can see people dumping a whole bunch of stuff into their graveyard and casting this to pull them out and then, you know, dying horribly to Ashiok or a quench. But well, it's, uh, yeah. The, th- uh, the important thing here is that it's um, permanence. So that's lands, that's planeswalkers, that's artifacts, enchantments, creatures. It's, it's everything. So Yeah, that like- is true. It's, it's not just bring back four creatures, it's bring back one of anything in your graveyard. So, if you mill really hard into this, um, and there's a lot of support in black-white in this set for graveyard recursion, I may have looked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, look, who knows? Like, it, it, it's seven mana. The mana is terrible, as, as you said, but um, I think that one's really powerful. Well, I think they're we, all really powerful. It's going to be whether or not we can cast it. Yeah. That is the question. We don't know what the land cycle is, if any in this set so uh i guess we'll we'll have to wait and see for that i'd really like to see the painlands come back because i think we need to have them in pioneer but uh i don't know whether they'll be in this set or not yeah, we might see more something. likely we'll get those tri lands that, that comes into play tapped tri lands yeah, yeah I think so. something like that yeah well they were, they've always been quite good you know jungle shrine etc so yep yeah, happy to happy to see those in standard as well. So yeah, so I'm really excited about those because there's yeah a bit of nostalgia attached to these. Uh, I played a lot of Cruel Ultimatum in um, in standard back in the day, and there's a, a really famous sort of um, uh, Pro Tour top eight moment with Cruel Ultimatum. So yeah, it kind of brings <laughs> back those memories. That's pretty cool. So yep. Cracker, you you want to take us through a few? Yeah, so some of mine are, are not quite as flashy, but I think they'll see a bunch of play. So uh, there was one that just came out, I think it was today, called Flame Spill. 
uh, which is two and a red for an instant. It says Flame Spill deals four damage to target creature. Excess damage is dealt to that creature's controller instead. So normally... Tramp, uh, trample on a burn spell. Trample on a burn spell. They did it. It used to be in one of the... or It is in one of the silver boarded sets, one of the unsets. Um, but you can't give trample to spells, apparently. Um, but they, they found a way to do it. So I think this will be really... Um, Really strong. Certainly really, really good in limited. Um, yeah, I'm going to go on record right now and say that I will definitely first pick this card. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, whether the three mana makes it a little bit expensive for standard remains to be seen. But if you can, you know, shock a creature and then have the other uh, two damage go through and shock a player, it's pretty good for three mana. I mean, it does cost one more than just having two shocks, but... It only takes up one slot. I don't know. Anyway, um, I think that'll see some play. Uh, one of the cards that I am quite interested about, particularly given the deck I'm playing in our league at the moment, is called Sea Dasher Octopus. I think Shorty's interested in this one too. It's it also is, got your son's name in it, in its name. It, it does. It does. <laughs> you called uh, your son Octopus? Yeah. No, I, called him, I called him C. <laughs> <laughs> my, my my son's name is uh, Dashiel, but we call him Dash, uh, and he doesn't stop running ever. Was, uh, was Unless he's riding his bike, yeah, that's that is true. Uh, anyway, th- this is an octopus. Uh, it's a two-two with flash, and it says, "Whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, draw a card." Um, it also has a mutate for one and a blue. And I played a lot of Curious Obsession when that was legal. I really, really enjoyed that. I mean, it's missing the plus one and plus one, but you can sort of, depending on the creature, maybe give it plus two, plus two, or plus two, plus something. Yeah, so, so if, if, if it's a one, one and you mutated it, it, you can turn it into a two, two. So it's effectively the plus one, plus one that you get that's from right. Curious Obsession. Have you yeah. met my mate, the Spectral Sailor, who is mm. in fact a pirate spirit? I'm pretty not, sure. Not a human. Not a human. So got some, some Flash Boys uh, all ready to suit up with this kind of thing. So- so just just to clarify, because this creature has flash, you can you're casting it as a mutation with flash, so you can do Correct. it like Ninja yep. of the Deep House style. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, definitely. Yeah, sweet. That's really uh, powerful. There's also a uh, two mana two two that's a uh, creature or spells with flash cost one colorless less and, and so, can't be counted and can't be counted. So that'll be really interesting to see um, whether that sees any play as well. Well, there's a couple of other. Um, there's a couple of a couple of sharks with yeah. flash that are yeah. pretty good actually. I, so I, I have one here because it's it's called Voracious Great Shark, and why wouldn't you? It's a five mana five four, so three into blue with flash, uh, and it says when Voracious Great Shark enters the battlefield, counter target artifact or creature spell. So that is the biggest Mystic Snake I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> or yeah, it reminds me of there's it was a Draining Whelp, which was a six mana one. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that got plus yeah. one plus one counters, didn't it? Yeah, equal to the CMC yeah. of the, the creature. But yeah, that, so that that one might well, I don't know. That's a whole debate. Is it bigger or is it a zero zero? Ooh, you know, is is Arcan Ravager a one one or yeah. anyway? <laughs> It's, I mean, technically you could use it to counter an ornithopter and then it would be a zero zero that would die. But um, the there's also uh, another shark. I think it's another five mana. I think it's a four three. Yeah. That um, is a uh, Muldrifter. No, not Muldrifter. 
Manowar. Manowar. That's the one I'm thinking of. Don't so get me blue. excited, man. Don't oh, get me excited. It's oh, a pan- pouncing shore shark. There it's you go. Four, four and a blue for a four three with flash. Whenever this creature mutates, you may return target creature and opponent controls to its owner's hand, and its mutate cost is three and a blue, so so it's actually cheaper. Some of my least favorite art out of this set. You know, the, yeah, the Department of Memes. It's a bit lame. It's, one. <laughs> it's <Okay>. like, yeah. <laughs> so, so as far as greatest art in the set, Colossification, right? Uh, no, I'm kidding. I, I won't talk about this one. It's an aura that gives creatures 20-20. It's Is that the cat. one with the giant cat on it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah. <laughs> a- apparently, I'm not allowed to talk about that one anymore, so. Oh, you can talk Shorty, about it. what do you got? No, nah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there some combo oh, with this thing? Right, yeah, right. tell us yeah. the combo. Yeah. Tell all us right. the combo. Yeah, so somehow you have to get this thing into your graveyard. I don't know how you do that. And then you can play uh, Storm Herald, which is a three mana, three two with haste. And when it attacks, you can return any number of auras from the graveyard attached to a creature. And then you exile them at the end step. So you can kind of give your creature plus 20, plus 20 till end of turn. So if you've got this and Satescent Training, uh, it's a 24-whatever trampler and you draw a card. Yeah. Yeah. And you draw a card. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Cool. So so Caleb Durwood actually plays a a deck in Modern that's playing Eldrazi Conscription and the Storm Herald and Annihilating People because that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Eldrazi was got? a deck, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so a card actually, I, I, I think it got spoiled a little while ago, but I only uh, remembered it today. It's, it's actually got horrible art. I really don't like this art. It's, I'd be interested to see foils. I think they might be all right. But Sprite Dragon, so it's a, a blue-red, so blue and a red, two mana cost, uh, for a 1-1 Fairy Dragon that has Flying and Haste. And it has, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, put a plus one plus on counter on Sprite Dragon. So we've seen in the past the Prowess uh, ability from, what was that from? It was Khan's Block. We saw that yep. uh, that set in your Monastery Swift Spears, that sort of thing where you cast your non-creature spells and they get plus one plus one until the end of the turn. Well, this one's counters. So that's pretty good. I can uh, I can definitely see me being Did you design this. this card, Shorty? Uh, I didn't, but... Uh, I think it I seems like could. you might have. <laughs> it seems like it's right in your wheelhouse. Shorty, yeah. seeing as you don't like the art, can I interest you in Dorat, the perfect pet? Oh, is that one of the alternate ones? In fact, it's, it's the Godzilla version, and that one's even worse. It's even it's worse? A, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's got a weird-looking <laughs> monkey thing with fish wings. I don't know. Check them out. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, yeah I reckon, uh, like, this is an uncommon, so I'm, I'm more than happy to just burn some wild cards on, on those. I've got millions of those. So I think I'll be... Crafting these pretty quickly and putting them in a Phoenix deck. Let's uh, bust out the the old Arclight Phoenixes again and see what we can do with this sort of thing because that, that looks like a lot of fun. Cast it on turn two and then cast a few spells and you're attacking with a, a three, three, three or a four, four in the air or something like that. So, yeah, well, could, be, speaking uh, could be pretty of, good. Speaking of uncommons that you should craft uh, right off the bat, Heartless Act is a card that's it's not it's not exciting it's not splashy it it's, doesn't really do anything particularly new but I think it's a really important card for standard it is a one and a black for an instant uh, and it is destroy target creature with no counters on it and or remove up to three counters from target creature so it's a two mana removal spell that 
is you know it's a doom blade uh in so many cases it's or better than because it's uh doesn't have the non-black doesn't have condition. the restriction. Yep. Yeah, and when we were talking about the um, the giant with all of the ability counters and, you know, the that as a mechanic, the ability to, in combat, remove, you know, a, a lifelink or a death touch or a first strike counter from something uh, is, uh, is quite powerful. Uh, and I think it's a card that's going to see play in pretty much any deck that has, a, you know, access to black mana. I think mm. it's pretty great. I think it's likely to actually see Eternal play uh, this card, and it's it's pretty good against things like Hangerback Walkers and stuff like that. And and any deck where you would have normally played a Doomblade, you're probably just better off playing this card. So yeah, yeah, well, I, I think um, it's, it's yeah, solid. it does have potential. We'll, mm. That's great. Yeah, so that was that were really the ones I want to talk about. We could do a, a big deep dive, but uh, I think we'd bore people. But so. <laughs> <laughs> there'd be way too many tangents. So we'll, uh, we might leave the the previews there. If if you want to go and check them out, uh, we generally look at mythicspoiler.com, but there's heaps of different places you can look at them. And uh, yeah, there's there's tons of cool cards. Let us know if you have anything particular that you are really liking the look of. We've had a fair bit of chat going in our Discord on uh, on our previews channel with uh as people have seen things that they like on there so it's pretty cool this the set's interesting we don't really know how powerful some of this stuff's going to be but it looks pretty cool and some of the art's cool some of it's weird and uh yeah some of the alternative art's pretty good so the other thing that's been sort of confusing our discord a few times is they're actually previewing commander 2020 cards at the exact same time which i don't really know why they've done it like that but it's because it's tied to the Aquaria set. So, there's a lot of like the same mechanics and stuff like that. But the way that they, they just went, hey, it's Commander Weekend and then just kept on spoiling cards confused everybody. Yeah. Well, there's been a ton of times where someone would post a card and you'd be like, oh, that looks really cool. We can do this and this with it. And then it's like, oh, hang on. No, that's the different set symbol and that's a Commander card. That's not a standard card. So, yeah, I don't really know. But, uh, yeah, there's a ton of cool cards in there. The full deck lists are actually out now. So, I'll, I'll link those in the show notes so you can go and have a look. One thing we did want to mention is there's a cycle of free spells and uh, we've talked about it plenty of times on this podcast that uh, free spells generally lead to trouble as, uh, as we've seen plenty of times with, uh, with free spells over the years. And I'm just, I've completely didn't get this, the card up. Can anyone remember the blue? It's a counter spell. It's negate yeah. with. Um, ah, that's right. Yeah, is basically what it is. Yeah, but if you control a commander, it doesn't you say to, your yes. commander. It says a commander, so you can, um, you know, treachery somebody else's, and then you can uh, negate their spell without paying its mana cost, which is yeah. So yeah, they are all good. commander matters cards. They all say that if you control a commander, then do X. But um, the one that people obviously most jazzed about is free negate. Yeah, so yeah. it's called it's called fierce fierce guardianship. So it's two and a blue. So it's more expensive than the gate, but two and a blue. If you it's control a commander, <laughs> <laughs> if you control a commander, you may cast this spell without paying its mana cost, and it's yeah negate counter target non creature spell. So yeah, pretty good to be able to. I know like my commander deck, the the blue red deck that I play quite a lot of that everybody hates. There's so many times when I cast my commander, and you're just kind of crossing your fingers and hoping it's going to get back to your turn and then I can untap and kill everybody. And having a free counter spell that I can also pay mana for if I need to is is probably pretty handy. But these are going to be pricey. So the blue one is already 30 bucks US. So I was going to say uh, that'll go into my deck, but maybe not. No, yeah, no, probably not likely. So there's a whole cycle of them, that, and they've all got that same condition. We're not going to go through all those. But 
if that's your jam, then go and check out the commander previews. Again, I'll, I'll link the deck lists in the show notes and you can go and check them out on there. So I think that's going to do us for tonight. Uh, yeah, like Chewie said, there's there's a million good cards we could talk about, but we're not going to. So we will wrap it up there and we'll go through all our usual reminders. So we'd really like it if you came and joined us in our Discord. The link for our Discord is always kept on our show notes and you can find it on our Twitter and Facebook and all that sort of stuff. So definitely come join us the community is growing we're, we're getting new people pretty much every day so it's slowly slowly getting up there and there's always a lot of magic chat going on talking about the, the latest previews talking about our league all that sort of stuff so come and join us on there it's a lot of fun say good day and uh, let us know where you're from that sort of thing and uh, once you get in there that'll give you access to joining our leagues which are always free they will be free as as i don't think we can actually charge for them anyway but uh, we'll continue running free ones for a long time but they will always include prizes. So yeah, definitely come and, and join us for those. The prizes will be either physical cards, whether it's boosters or, or some sort of sealed product, or we'll be combining with mtgcardsales.com.au who've graciously provided us with some vouchers. So we'll be uh, giving some of those out as well. And as always, you can use our discount code on their website, which is beans15 to get a 15% discount. So mtgcardsales.com.au. Not that you've got many magic paper tournaments to go and play in at the moment, but prices are actually coming down because of that. So it's probably a good idea and a good time to be picking up some cards that you think are going to be staples when paper tournaments kick back off. So go and check them out. There's our YouTube channel and Facebook. You can find us on there in just search for Magic Beans or Magic Beans Podcast and you'll find us on there. Our Twitch channel. So we're starting to stream a bit more and we would love for you to come and follow us on there. We're trying to get our numbers up. So Chewy's streaming on there pretty regularly. I've been jumping on a little bit myself and Stu as well. One day we'll manage to convince Cracker to uh, to get on the stream. Mate, if my laptop wouldn't explode in the <laughs> attempt, I would do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> yep. So, uh, yeah, definitely keep an eye out for us on there. And then, as usual, we are fairly active on Twitter now. So, come and find us on Twitter. We are at MagicBeansCast. You can send us an email. Nobody does that anymore, but MagicBeansCast at gmail.com. If you would like to find me on Twitter, I am at PeaceInc. Chewy, you are? At ChewyMTG. And Cracker, you are? At JoelHill underscore. Very good. So, yeah, that'll do us for another cast. We thank you, as always, for listening and uh, have a good Easter. There's not much you can do. You can <laughs> enjoy playing a lot of Magic, but have a what good What you can do anyway. is stay home and play Magic. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. A, what a shame. But uh, take care of yourself as always, and thank you for listening. We will see you next time. 